Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. As always, that's right. I'm Chris, <laughs> joined by my co-host, keyword co-host, Sean. Hey, that's me. It is it is a pleasure to be back in your ears uh, to all the fine folks in the world. How are you doing? And you know what? It's only been seven days since they last heard you because yeah. you know, yeah, every week because I'm here. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, even the fact that you have a secondary business. Oh, you're and, here. <clears throat> you about to choke me up, man. Speaking of which, there's some other guy, not, uh, other guy here. He's here for the topic this week, right? Yeah, I think we brought him in for that. He probably won't be here next week. His name's John. Johnny Bear. You know, you guys were <laughs> you guys were in my ears last week and the week before. Did and, you? And, yeah. And it was uh, it was a tight fit. You guys are big. Oh, huge. huge. I see what you did there. Huge. I see what you did really there. Huge. Double entendre. <clears throat> it's um, good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, I was in, is, I was uh, in I was in uh, Redneck, Arkansas. Yeah, you were. Shout uh, out to Arkansas. But before you talk about that, I just want to point out that this is uh, Weekly Games Chat, part of the <laughs> HP Video Game Podcast Network. Uh, as always, we start out the show with some banter. Probably yeah. probably about Arkansas, I'm guessing. Well, I, um, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to hear that banter, I just always remind people at this point. Uh, make sure you check the show notes and you'll see where the actual topic starts. If that's what you're here for, then it's there for you. If you don't want to hear about yeah. a lot of our pain and misery from this week. Doo-doo wiping. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I, I was going to say, so on Thanksgiving, right? I call, I call, what did I call you for? I called you someday I, I in Arkansas. You, no, I? I called you in Arkansas to see if it was for, to go to Dinglewood lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. So I called John. I go, hey, did you get our, uh, our our messages in Telegram, which is an app? Some of you may be like, what is he talking about? It's an app, right, where everybody can kind of talk. And um, I go, did you get our message? Because we're going to lunch. And John's like, buddy. I'm in Arkansas. I'm in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Arkansas. That's my bad, dude. Arkansas. But I did get to say, you know, happy Thanksgiving to the fam. You did. And I called mm. you later that week. Yeah, Thanks did. for calling me. Well, we, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> we live together. I want you to know that. For years. And that's why he just calls me. Yep. Yep. I know. I did understand you, that. Did you call me again? Or I, did we just text? I it's we possible just we just texted it. Ah. Yeah. We're secretly in love. Well, now um, it's not a secret. Way to go. <clears throat> because he is huge. <laughs> huge. His personality. His personality. His personality. It's huge. I, I spent my Thanksgiving break playing video games and watching movies. Blissful. Yes. I watched something else on Saturday, but we're not going to talk about that. There's no need to talk there's about no that. There's no need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, there's no need. No I need. swear. No need. You know what? I listened to last week's podcast, and you guys were just going on and on and on and on. I agreed with mostly what you said, but on and on and on and on about everybody thinks Alabama doesn't deserve to be in the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. now you guys don't want to talk about well, it at all. You know what? No. Because they don't deserve to be in there. <laughs> yeah. We lost. You play to win the game. <clears throat> yes. And the the Weagle Weagle Auburn Tigers did it. God they did. Lord. They did it. They do it like every four years. There was <clears throat> no, not if you look at the trends. You're a little off on that. But this was this game was riddled with controversy, possibly, depending mm-hmm. on the side of the Field you were standing on? When was kick six? 2013, uh, 2012? No, 2017. No. Uh, I could have swore Auburn beat Alabama recently. 2013, no, they beat 2017. Us, <coughs> they beat us in 20. That was kick six. I can, I can easily pull this stuff up, Chris. Okay, and I think like 2015, 2016, because yeah, it was when that, 2017, because it was when they went to the <laughs> champion. So 20, 
2011, 2017, 2019 is when they beat us. And 2013. No. That was the Cam back. No, Cam was uh, 2010. Well, they beat us in 2013, too. <laughs> that was when they won their national championship. They definitely beat us in 2013. Well, then 13 had to be the kick six then. See, you got him talking about it, didn't I, guys? Yeah, I think 2013 <laughs> may have been kick six. Well, what was 2017? <clears throat> that was the whatever the running back. Where Remember, like they they, they went they beat Georgia in... Uh, no, that was, that was kick six year because the miracle happened against Georgia. Then it happened against us. No, <clears throat> both those years, there were miracles. But I'm saying, but that was the year where everyone thought Auburn was out of it. And then they beat us and they beat uh, Georgia. And that got them back to, Christ, to a land for the rematch against you guys. And then you guys got blown out or you guys blew them out. And then we went in the playoffs and then Tua did his magic in the championship against you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that year. And then the next year was when Davo Sweeney beat us by 40 points. <laughs> I actually spelled it Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> How I say it. Just look up Iron Bowl. But anyways, Aub- while you're Auburn. doing that. Um, so yeah, I saw... It was it was like movies. Everywhere I looked, there was movies and TV shows and just stuff for me to watch. The only thing that matters, Chris, mm-hmm. is Baby Yoda. That's it. Yeah. That's all that matters. I yeah. don't know why you're wasting your time with all this other mundane stuff. I like quality. I don't know. No. I, I don't mind it. Um, from what I've seen, I've watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian. No, that's just, just one. Did you catch it? Was, one today? Yeah, I finished the other one today. Um, and I like it. I think it's fine. It, I think I like it because it's like it's kind of a little bit like a western mixed with a um, Star Trek. Yeah, he's kind of going bit. from planet to planet now. Let's discover a new place. I haven't done that really yet. Yeah. Um, but. It's the idea, you know, not a lot of talking, right? A lot of uh, saying a lot without say, with not really saying anything. Um, and that works. You know, I like that. But, um, you know, there are just are things right now that are pulling me more in terms of TV. The Crown <laughs> and uh, Watchmen, which is just every week. It, it like even now you know even our friend of the show BK when we started out was kind of like I don't know about this and now he's finally to the point where he's like oh oh like all of us who are Watchmen fans were just like okay I see what you're doing now and I'm just waiting for for my Witcher show um, but besides that I also went out um, of course I had to watch The Irishman because Martin Scorsese <laughs> pissed off all the Marvel fanboys so I wanted to you got to support him yeah got to because I love his movies I. I in my opinion, he's the best living director of all time. So that's my personal opinion. That is, you did yeah. state that was your opinion, so yeah. that's fair. I yeah. love I Ever since I... The first movie of his I ever watched was Everyone's Taxi Driver. <sighs> and ever since I've watched it, uh, everything he's done from Raging Bull to Goodfellas to, you know, Casino, uh, Departed, even Gangs of New York. What was that movie he did with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci where they were gangsters? Hmm. That's called uh, The Irishman. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually the first time, fun fact. And I was like, I had to think about it. I was like, I don't think he's ever done anything with Pacino. And I sure, I went and looked it up. I'm like, yeah, this is the first time somehow that these two have ever acted or, you know, acted and directed together. Hoo Yeah. And uh, I got to say, Al Pacino makes a pretty dang good Jimmy Hoffa. He's a he's Spoilers. a solid. 
Well, I mean, you could have watched the trailer like everyone else. <clears throat> Guess what happens to Jimmy Hoffa? Can I tell you? <laughs> but um, it's a long movie, I will say, which is I kind of appreciated being on Netflix because I could be. It kind of felt like more. I watched it like a uh, like a mini series. I would watch fifty minutes and pause, and I'd go over, and then I'd come back and I'd watch the next thing. And each each like fifty minute part feels like its own little contained story in a way. So you know. If you like if you like Casino, if you like Goodfellas and all that, go check that out. But the real movie I checked out this week that I loved, love, 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 Frozen is, is by is by your yeah, <laughs> uh, is by everyone's favorite Star Wars director. Oh yeah, uh, Ryan Green. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Johnson. Right? Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Knives Out, and that is just fun. Mm. I, I'm. Daniel Craig, if you give Daniel Craig a character... John S. James Bond. Yeah. If you give him, like, a character that is, like, truly has a personality behind it, like, he will play it to a T. He will play it up, and he'll have fun. So this time, he's kind of like a Tennessee Williams-type character. He's always going around, I do believe, you know, things like that. You know, you just... I love it when they deliberately cast British actors to do Southern accents. Yeah. It's just so. It's irritating. kind of amazing when you don't know they're British <laughs> mm-hmm. until they do like an interview after the fact, and you go, "What? What? Yeah." <laughs> because he he was also in um, what was it called? Logan Lucky or I don't know, Chris. I think that's what I'm the, the wrong name guy is. to ask that question. Where again, he he kind of plays like that's like the redneck Ocean's Twelve movie, you know, like heist movie, and. He's, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Those, so, those were so good. He he's like the same way. He's just so over the top. But he's great. It's probably my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie I've seen in years. Uh, Chris Evans plays a tool and is awesome at it. <laughs> um, you know, just a lot of good stuff. I yeah. do. I do need to. I gotta say something. Say it, baby. Say it. Uh, you brought up Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm turning the page on the Last Jedi. Oh, good for you. I've watched that movie now probably three mm-hmm. or four times since. The the time I was on here and just devastated by it. Getting hyped up for the new one. That's because you have this belief that. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Don't make any assumptions right now, but I'll let JJ, you finish. That JJ Abrams is fixing some things. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, I, JJ is probably my favorite director. I know oh, you wow. said, you said, I just love JJ stuff. Hey, I love JJ. Um, but it, 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 there's something about, I guess, understanding, truly understanding what, what picture he was trying to make. Um, I still don't know. <laughs> no, and, and the Canto Blight. <clears throat> Canto Blight. Uh, blight. I call it Blight, but yeah. It was a it, blight on humanity. Right. Um, <laughs> That's probably the weakest part of the it's movie. It's probably the weakest. <clears throat> no, here's the weakest part of the movie. <sighs> no, that was one of the best parts. That's that's great. It really, watching it several that's, times, that's great, John, uh, visual. Yeah. I, there are things you miss, <clears throat> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more okay with it. Mm. Um, and I just needed to point that out. Yeah. Um, as far as me on Netflix, I finished watching The Devil Next Door. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's the uh, documentary Netflix did about the person, uh, John Dominion. He was a suspected um, Nazi um, guy. That's in my queue. Yeah. That was, yeah. they That's think, in my queue. They, that was accused of being Ivan the Terrible from the terrible things, obviously, that he did yes. in the uh, concentration and some camps. still, uh, especially in Israel, attest to still being Ivan. Well, I don't, no yeah. spoilers. Yeah. If you don't want to watch the document, no, I say that because yeah. uh, you can easily, obviously, go see all this stuff. It was a real trial did you with watch it? real implications, mm-hmm. and it was very... It, it lasted till a very current year, okay? Um, but I was captivated watching it. It was, it was heartbreaking to... 
to obviously hear some testimony from survivors of those camps, and it was like just it, like a wow. Yeah, because it's it's very hard because you you have this man who's swearing that he's not who he is, and you're the only thing you can really go off of is people's recollections from forty plus years ago. You know, and on one hand, you could see you know potential flaws in that potential right? flaws, but at the same time, but yeah, you when you step back and you think of how terrible that event is and how horrifying it would probably be in, engraved in your memory. Well, well it wasn't you know? like if it, like we walked outside every day and we saw, you know, a, a, a restaurant that was next door or a field yeah. of flowers. We may not remember every detail, but when your eyes open every day that you're alive in that camp and you see the things that they saw. Yeah. I think those etch in your brain and sure. I, don't, I don't think you forget those No, like no. at all. So if you, if it's in your queue, John, it's, it's probably four, three, four, five uh, parts to it. Yeah, it's they, not too too long. It's not long at all. That's what you say. Um, and they they cut off on um, on like cliffhanger points on purpose. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out when you got a chance. It's a good it's a good one. I still haven't seen. I joked about Frozen two, and I got a I've got a girl who is who's went and saw it without me, even though she promised she'd see it with me, Chris. She went with her friends, so I still haven't seen Frozen two. I'm excited to go see that because I, I can actually, we go together or that? I hear that it's actually a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Believe I've heard I've heard mixed things on that. Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm sure TBH Look, I'm sure for the uh, the younger generation, especially like for instance, your daughter who's well, my, my obviously my who, eldest loved yeah. it. She went without any kids. Mm-hmm. I would I would imagine like that's who it's geared for, right? It's geared to do two things. It's geared to get a bunch of new four or five year olds in on this and being like, "Don't you love this?" spend money yeah and then also to recapture the magic of magic of those 10 11 year olds now you know to be like come back remember what you loved about this when you were really young spend more money (laughs) um give that man his money so i don't know i will check it out at some point so so to confirm our earlier conversation auburn beat us in 2016 2013 Mm. 2017 and 2019 what Mm -hmm. 16 yeah. No, did I say sixteen? Yeah. Let me let me re-say what I'm looking at because I'm dumb. They beat us in 2010, 2013, 2017, 2019. So I was right. I don't oh. know. You yeah, I said. Well, I you said, said they haven't. Be, you haven't. They haven't beat. I well, said they beat us in this like modern point. I said like. I 2013 said, I, was. Kick I kind six. of. I said like you have. Yeah, that was the kick six. Is why I said 2017. They beat us 26 to 14, which was like I said, the year where you guys came back and thrashed them in the in the SEC championship, and then this year 2019. You used to, I don't. Used to, I don't really count the Cam one. The Cam one to me is like its own era. That because that's not Gus Malzahn. That's 2010. Yeah, that's that's uh, what's his face. Chizik. Yeah, Gene Chizik. Yeah. That was when he was head coach. But in 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2018, yeah. Alabama. And, and I think like the part, someone said this, I, I comment, I was like, the part that sucks on it is that whenever we lose, it's so close, right? It's very rarely, except for that. that, that uh, the <laughs> There might have been one close 26 year. to 14, that was the 2017 year. Yeah. They beat us by, you know, almost two touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's about the largest. But even then, it felt close it to the felt end. Closer. Yeah, and I think, I don't remember, yeah. but it felt, like you said, it felt closer. But, John, I mean, you are a Georgia fan, and your team is playing a, a pretty hot team. Some say might win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How you feel going into the weekend? See, John, football I is. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> John hates us. <clears throat> if, <clears throat> if our quarterback... 
Fromm, that's his name, Jake. can get his wide receivers to cooperate with him, which yeah. is a big problem. What and about I honestly his... don't think Fromm is a NFL quality quarterback. Really? Nah. Some debate that he's got good arm strength. He, he does, does have... but he's not accurate. Um, if if they can take advantage of a weak LSU defense, they've got a shot. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. if that weak LSU defense is not matched with a quality UGA offense, it they're toast. They're toast. Okay. It's well, either going to be close or a blowout. Or a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll see. It's coming up. I'll take LSU by eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking LSU in the blowout. By the way, I wouldn't take no that offense. Bet. I just would. I just feel like the uh, the LSU Tigers, <clears throat> uh, that quarterback Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're pretty legit. Uh, if Georgia does beat LSU, yeah, that's going to shake some things up. Does huh? LSU still get into the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. they maybe drop to and a they four have to seed. play Georgia again. <laughs> because if you're look, if you're the playoff committee, it's playoffs. Been, it's been really clear what you've been doing, right? You kept Alabama around the last couple of weeks just in case you know you need them to put them in the playoff over someone like Utah. That's so now, if Georgia wins, you just go, oh, okay, we can still have two SEC teams, you know, because how can you not say that LSU deserves to go when they when you can say they dominate be, the whole year? Yeah, and if they lose a close game, it's it's just like that year um, with I wanna us. I want to say we lost a close game yeah. and, and still got in. Or shoot, like uh, I'm trying to think. No, y'all didn't make it last year. Who didn't? They didn't. There was someone else though. Oh, Ohio State had that one year. Yeah. Where uh, they is, lost, dude, they lost the Penn State. The, in the, the, Big the, Ten the, the way that if you go look at the rankings, like it's crazy how many teams have one and two losses. Mm-hmm. They're like everybody has a, had a shot going into that rivalry rivalry week. <laughs> rivalry, <laughs> my <laughs> first set of words. But uh, what's yeah, your favorite week, Sean? Rivalry, rivalry week. week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to see how this shakes out, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year, for real. If I was betting money today, I think Ohio State wins it all. Um, but I also don't want to bet any money if Clemson's in it, just Dude, because I know better. Clemson, Clemson is people are sleeping on them. Yeah, they are legit. Yes, they are. They look so, like they've done their classic thing where yeah, they they're going to get in and dominate. And <laughs> yeah, uh, like, Dabo is the next saving, and it's going to keep going on like that. So. And he'll never come back to coach She's Alabama. John. Yeah, just, just saying. John, other than um, being in Arkansas, I, I was in Charleston. That was pretty fun. We did our Black Friday shopping up there. But other than being in Arkansas, anything else? I we, met my sister's uh, fiance. Oh. Do we, we know they eh? were engaged? I don't know. If we didn't, apparently we didn't. If we yeah, didn't, and they happened to listen, congratulations. I was, I yeah. was probably in denial. Do they? Do they? Do they listen? <clears throat> Katie occasionally does. Well, if she listens to this one, congratulations, Katie. Yeah, if you need congrats. a DJ. I know a guy. <laughs> she was actually asking me about photographers. Well, ask about DJs too, John, because I'll go to Arkansas. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't think I don't think dancing and at reception is kind of the style we're going with. It's well, more. This is how I get declined a lot. Yeah, because they don't understand DJs can also play not dancing music. Yeah, they don't really? get it. They can play any music because it's electronic, it's and I can just push yeah. a button. It's all it needs to be. Yeah, I don't, don't got to get turned up every time. But we had a family of 12 there, so it was kind of difficult to sit down and get to know this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh? You gotta, Josh is his name. <laughs> wow. His name's Josh. Oh, um, my goodness. But he, seemed like, but, he seemed, to your but he seemed like a very nice guy, very quiet, um, mm. seemed a little shy. Do they seem to mesh personality-wise? 
I don't know Katie from Katie, Adam's house cat. So <laughs> I hope she's not listening. Katie tends to be, she's going to listen. Katie tends to be the alpha in, in a relationship. So she needs a quiet guy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think the relationship dynamic, if you will, the dichotomy of their relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. works really. It works really well. And makes sense. <clears throat> and he seems to <laughs> he seems to love her a lot. So that's all I care that's all about. That matters, and man. you know, my I I trust my sister's judgment. So so this is uh, your dad's side of the family in Arkansas. Sister? No, my sister went to get her masters up there in little rock and she's just still there that's where she lives <laughs> and all of y'all went up there <clears throat> yeah but so has dad met the guy mm-hmm. how's he feel <laughs> <laughs> well how's old pops feel I, <laughs> more like how thing. did how did how did josh handle your dad yeah. well that's the thing he didn't really handle him my dad is, is you is me <laughs> is like a 67 year old version of me yeah chris has met him yes. have you met him no. Okay. I've he, never. Uh, he's I a, he's, yeah. a, he's the old fashioned type. He's an old. He's an. He's a. He's a preacher. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he was, I think, a little upset that Josh didn't um, ask him. Ask him. But I don't think that's anything he's yeah. harping on per se. It would have been. But it was just a, kind of a. It, that would have been nice. Yeah. Didn't happen. He's not been out of been shape nice. about it. To I mean, be he's fair, he's performing the ceremony, so he can't be that bent out of shape about it. To be fair, your wife asked. Uh, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> your wife asked him if. if yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm gonna take him. I will say that I've I've I've, I've DJed a, a wedding recently where the father was the officiant of the day. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, he cried, and it was a sweet thing. So, <laughs> and he cried at I think times he didn't know he would cry. Oh, my dad is a is a blubber like so, me. Yeah, He's it's gonna, it's gonna be a beautiful thing, but be ready to cry because seeing a grown man cry. I'm. Uh, I should also say I'm her um, maid of honor. That's awesome. <laughs> if it's real, that's yeah, I, awesome. I want to go real. pick out your dress with I you. Get, well, it's a tux. I got to get fitted next week, dude. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. Made of Man, come on. I get yeah. to toss the bouquet. No, that's, wait. Ooh, I get oh, to catch the single the... ladies. Oh, the single ladies. <laughs> yeah, throw that thing and then just like randomly I appear. <laughs> yeah, Chris comes out of somewhere, catches it, dives, slides it's across mine. the floor. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> Bows as he comes up. Um, I think that's good, don't you You guys? know what brings tears to my eyes? The end of uh, the, the intro bickering. No, what'd you call this segment? Every moment we don't get to the topic. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I love I love this series we're about to talk about, and I really hate I didn't get to play with John. I hate okay. it too. I, I caught that. Okay. <laughs> can I read the st- Can I read the Did text you play exchange? With Did we, you, play- you have played this series with me. That's the sad part. This game. Huh? Not this is no no because I was I'm about to sneeze. No. Push oh, the button. Topic. <laughs> The topic is trying for the nightmare. Brains. <laughs> that was very nice. That was impressive. Yeah, John and I do a new thing, and I come back winded from the intro to the topic, mm-hmm. and it's not what you think, but it kind of <laughs> might be. It's because we're fat. <laughs> All I can tell you is I'm satisfied. 
<laughs> I'm fully satisfied. <laughs> oh, why do we dance in our chairs, John? Why do we do it? All right. What else are we going to do? I, know. We, I like particularly watching Chris's unaffected face. He is just not affected he by He really does doing. zone straight through us acting like morons. <laughs> <laughs> he powers through. It's a gift. <clears throat> is it? Or is yes. it rude AF? No. no. That's a gift. <laughs> so try and four. <laughs> do more better. <laughs> Sean, what did you think of this game? <laughs> oh, and this game, you know, looked pretty. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I did see an image on it. <clears throat> I like the idea of someone asking me to play it. Yeah. That was really nice. I, it did. It felt like I was like, wow, I get to play with my three. I haven't played with these guys since Division 2. Some kind of way this is going to fall on me. Well, and let's you, just go ahead and own it. A couple of months back, maybe a couple of weeks back, I don't remember, we Ooh. knew that Doom was being delayed. <clears throat> and so we decided to, I think, stick Trine in the Doom slot. <laughs> I think. An amazing think sentence. That, we were, happened, that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but yeah. originally Trine was not scheduled for. Right. So I just, so it's like, oh, that's, that's a ways off. So I'm. On my Thanksgiving break in Arkansas, and watching TV at night, going, "Oh, that's next week." And I mm. looked at the calendar thing, and I'm like, "Oh, that's next week." So, yeah. <clears throat> um, luckily, it was. It might have been on sale on PS4, but it was it, it was on sale on Switch. So I think it was on sale. Everywhere. I thought, well, I'm here. <laughs> I had the Switch with me, so I might as well start it on the Switch. Mm. You did. So, Sean, I want to hear from you. <clears throat> tell I me don't about miss you. At tell all. me about your love. <laughs> Of this series because you have talked about this series. Yeah, yeah. You, we had a moment I think where we realized we both were kind of yeah. into these games. Which character <clears throat> do you play as? I play generally as the uh, the archer. Yeah, because yeah. if I remember when we played, the I, wizard. I, was, I was the wizard, and whoever played with us was the Tate? Uh, was the other. I think it was the, the, the fat guy with the shield. Yeah, he was the <laughs> he was the soldier. <laughs> so yeah, I play as like the assassin archer type person um i think what alerted me most to this game when i first ever saw it was a combination i was i believe i was in the playstation store and i saw it and i went first of all the name's weird like what is trying i've never heard that before um and then i see this 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 color explosion of almost like a magical fantasy world light up right and then there's like this these three different adventurers that are having to work together Mm. to get to where they want to go in a story, but also have to figure out, you know, complex puzzles and, and really think outside the box, even though sometimes you're literally using a box drawn in the air. Um, So all of those elements, the fantasy, the music, the, uh, the, the world itself, the challenge and the puzzles. um, I, I don't, I don't, I can't say that like the, the combat was ever great. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's a highlight of the game. Um, but I ended up playing trying one and two. I did not play three and thank God, apparently that was a good reason for some reason it was a, it turned out to be good because they kind of changed the way the game was going to be. Do you know why I played it? You played trying three? No, uh, one and two. I, I don't yeah, know. I also, I also did not play three, but I don't know I'm, why Chris, I played it because I was a wizard and therefore here goes guys. You see that setup? That's a good setup. I, whenever we would get to so it. So what if I needed to pass? Well, if there was a part where like people could not pass, I would look at them and I would go, You <laughs> But then I would actually be the one who probably had to move the object and then I'd move it and they would pass. You know? so, like, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's why I actually liked about it is that it was that kind of good game where, again, like if you have multiple people, you kind of all 
knew what your purpose was, right? Like you all had distinct things that you could do that someone else could not do. do. Yeah. So, you know, like you had to work together. It was not a game that would work very well just going into a party and no one's talking, you know, and, and that was fun to me. Um, I never played them by my, by myself. I didn't either. Yeah. So kudos to John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before I forget that you'd actually, and you had told me through our conversation that you usually play these by yourself. Yeah. Right? My experience with trying is a single player, which is mm. weird to me because ours so I'm guessing is you just cycle through what you need. Right. Is that uh, what you do? I think yeah. you had a, I think you the had a trans- shoulder button. Yeah. The, yeah. There's a shoulder button take uh mechanic that pretty much seamlessly mm-hmm. goes between characters. And that's, you know, it, in the in the first game, you the game starts off where you separately are going into this lair, and you each collectively come up on this artifact known as the trine, and mm-hmm. this trine combines all of you together, yeah, as one kind of entity. Which is why playing it in a multiplayer setting, I've never thought of it as a multiplayer game, even mm-hmm. though it has that functionality. I've always thought about a, it's a single player experience because of what the trine is, right. Mm. But I actually found it on Wii U back in the day. It was it came out as Trine Enchanted Edition, and when I saw it, I thought it was a remastered version of some old game I'd never heard of. Mm. Maybe but that's I, not that the sounds case. familiar to me too. Like I'm, I'm thinking, I remember seeing the Enchanted Edition, and I mm. thought this was already out some at some point. Yeah. How did I miss this? This looks amazing. I feel like it originally um, came out like that Xbox 360, yeah. PS3. Era. Yeah, it was it was a more recent game than I had originally yeah. thought. I thought it was like a PS1 or something like that, but mm. the Enchanted Edition kind of threw me off. But <clears throat> my experience with it, it was definitely single player. So that's why I wasn't really concerned about going into trying for this way the way I did. I do remember how you said that now because... I, I do remember back when we would play together, you did have that. You had the L1 or whatever it was where you would hit so that, like, if it was just me and Sean playing, uh, you could still, if you needed that other character, someone could quickly switch out. Uh, And you could actually switch out with your players as long as they As long as you wanted to, yeah. Yeah, as long as people were hitting the button. Yeah, but I also, like you guys, I didn't touch Trine 3 for some reason. Not because I heard... I I did hear some negative things about it. I heard it after the fact, though. It was... uh, It kind of... um, There were some things about it where um, there was only about five levels where you played collectively as the Trine, and then there was a lot more levels where you played as one character per level. Uh Then it kind of had a 3D space as opposed to the 2.5D space where... You could go. You could walk over into the foreground, into the and 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 the background. I got you. seamlessly, and it yeah. was more three D. It was doing a lot of things. It was very ambitious. Um, but what people liked was the magic of the first and second one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The simplicity wow, yeah. of it. I didn't realize. Yeah, sixty eight out of one hundred. Mm-hmm. Back when people. Wow. It was it was their most ambitious thing, and I give them credit for trying to really change up the yeah. formula. Um, you, you because trying yeah. four is. Um, you know, as wonderful as it is, it goes back to its roots and it does play it a little safe. And I understand why, because I think during trying three, they, they balloon their budget on this game because they were, they were I would just trying to do so many new things. That's the thing that sucks about being those small indie studios yeah. is that like when you do have a good series like this and all of a sudden you have that entity like trying three where you, you've increased the budget, extending yourself. Cause you're like, obviously it's going to go well. We're going to keep getting bigger, and then it doesn't happen. That's, what that's, the, that's the kind of thing that can just as easily kill a studio. Sure, you know, and that's that's what sucks. 
And I can, I can, you know, I can imagine that playing it in multiplayer is a little bit more chaotic. Mm. Um, oh, they did have but, here. But when you're playing it single player, and one of the things that that makes me come back to these these games is how, to me, it, in the single player experience, it's peaceful. Mm. There's something very peaceful about it, even though there can be some puzzle scramblers. Um, there is something about. And, um, and and there's other games that do this in, in a way. Um, Ori comes to mind, but specifically this game, you are basically playing in a in a world that your mother r- read to you at night when you were a kid. These fairy tale stories, yeah. where you kind of just want to go, you just want to jump onto the screen and sort of lay there under a tree, and just exist in this world. Um, even on Switch, um, if you do side by side comparisons for a PS4 and Switch, that looks great, by the way, Chris. Um, nice. That's uh, Chris laying under a tree. <laughs> yeah, and he's hunching. <laughs> I don't know that he's hunching. He's just sort of. He's definitely got a hunch. Thrusting going. his pelvis. It's a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've creeped out. That's how I do my hunching. <clears throat> but this is like this fairy tale world that is just so pleasant to be in. And if you put it side by side, the Switch version, which I probably got, I have all the other versions on, well, I have the original trying on Wii U, but I have everything on the PS4. Um, they don't compromise too much. Um, you can see some some graininess a little bit in certain images, but when you get to a certain to certain scenes, it is the the game even on Switch is breathtaking. It's one of the most um, so you're beautiful saying, indie games out there that you can buy. So you're saying it's not like the what was it Blood Ritual? What was that game you loved? <laughs> and oh then, geez, like, don't get me started, yeah. man. I'm Have amazed. they patched that yet? It looks a little. It looks noticeably better, but uh-huh. it's not there uh, yet. I am amazed sucks. that you can get Ori in the on the Blind Forest on Switch, Cuphead, uh, Trine, and That's, Bloodstain looks like this. It's just the more you see of these other indie games and the games they put on the Switch, there's just there was never any excuse for it in the nah. beginning. It just wasn't. <laughs> I'm done. Um, <laughs> no, I'm with you because I mean, even way before that, Rayman. Was on both Wii U yeah. and this, and it oh, looked yeah. great, you know? <laughs> sure. So the basic, uh, you know, the story is very, I mean, like all of them, the story is very basic, but it's fun to it, it's fun to experience the story. You are brought together um, to um, track down a prince who has come in contact with some dark magic that allows him not by his own design. I mean, he's kind of a victim in this, you know, himself, but his, his dreams come to life. And in this case, his nightmares come to life and things that he interacts with, their nightmares come to life. And it's just, you progress through the, through the game, basically following him. And you even interact with him through the entire game, um, trying to convince him to come back with you. And then it gets a little bit more complicated because he goes down a darker path. But very serviceable story, not a great story, but an enjoyable one. Um, the game has the same characters, Zoya, who's the thief, and she basically kind of is your um, how would you your Swiss Army knife functionality. Yeah, that's why I loved her the most because yeah. she could do a lot. She, I think, she jumped cooler than everybody. My second would have been the wizard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think anybody, everybody can agree that the wizard is kind of the fundamental piece to the game that makes 
all the puzzle environmental puzzles right, work. Yeah. Um, but Zoya, she has a bow and arrow um, that rotates between ice, fire, and and regular arrows. She has a gra- <laughs> regular. Regular. She has a she has a grappling ability. <clears throat> um, Amadeus is the wizard. He has Amadeus the ability to Amadeus? conjure up. Oh, he has the ability to conjure up objects out of thin air. Which is so cool. Balls. <laughs> has he written a sympathy or or a requiem? Boo. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> is he from Vienna? Balls. Boo. Boxes. Planks. <laughs> Things of different shapes that you yeah. of skills you develop throughout the game that allow you to, you know, manipulate the world. And then Pontius, who is the larger than life knight, shall yeah. we say, who is basically your wrecking ball in the game. Yeah. Plus he's With a gut. He's yeah. <laughs> he's a man. He's a big man. Yeah. Uh and he's basically, you know, while everybody has combat capabilities, he's kind of the guy you end up really just relying on when you get in combat situations. He's almost like a tank ish yeah. in other video games. Definitely a wrecking ball type type character. Yeah. Um, he's the kind of guy that contributes to the puzzle solving by busting through things, yeah. making things accessible. Um, <clears throat> so, and 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 the reason that kind of to me works so well in single player is. You have to rely on one mind to use everybody's skills interchangeably to support each other. For example, you take uh, Zoya's grappling hook ability and attach it to a block that that Amadeus conjures up, allowing you to create an additional platform. Um, if you've got, there's some elements in the world where you have to bust through um, a certain material that accesses newer areas and this is why Amadeus is so critical the things he conjures up allows the other players to really do the things that they do yeah he conjures up a big iron ball um Pontius does does a charge attack that pushes that ball in and breaks through a wall so it, it they uh, it's a really amazing game that that develops the character mechanics to work interchangeably yeah um, attaching the- a rope and then attaching a plank that Amadeus conjures, and then walking across an area. None of the none of the puzzles necessarily are mind benders. Yeah, that's exactly and that, what I was and that, say. And that gets and that gets criticism. Yeah, but, but I don't know that I. All easy. <clears throat> yeah, they're not. They're not all easy. There's there's areas in the game where you that are hidden from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go in, and it takes significantly more thought, and sometimes it's hard to remember all the skills that they have. Right. And you're like. You know, one time I actually looked something up and I was like, oh, gosh, I completely forgot Amadeus could do that. Mm. And it was right there in front of you. Just, you know, kind of forget. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you have and the the skill tree is a little bit more advanced than it's been in the past. Um, and you and, and, and your experience is gained by um, if you recall, you get these. There's these um, liquid vials in the world that kind of look like tears, pink raindrops, yes, tears. Yes. That's kind of your experience stu- points that you accumulate. Plus, you can get some experience through combat, even though so far it's been very few and far between the combat, which is a little bit different from other games. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this one's been mostly focused on the adventure together and then the uh, encounters where you have to use your brain to solve a puzzle to continue mm-hmm. to move forward versus here's some things, fight, 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 go. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is basically your plus, your puzzle platformer. Puzzles. Puzzles. Puzzle platformer 
mixed with pockets of combat. There's boss you. fights, but even the boss fights in a way are their own puzzles. I got you. Um, the first boss, oddly enough, and I think it was because I was getting used to the combat right. again, which I think you and I think we can agree the combat is just it's not it's, it's, it's not the star of the game at all. And yeah, I, you know I wish they would. You know, it, I, it almost doesn't bit. need it. It though. almost doesn't. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's almost like something they have to tack on as a as they as they're making the game. They go, oh, they might need to use that bow and arrow yeah. or sword here. We might need to make that decent. And it's just uh, I mean, you can speed it up through through the game through using XP to um, modify people's skills as they progress. And you basically, depending on the character, you get a new skill um, in each level. The game is five chapters long, 17 levels or something like that. I'm at the end of chapter four, so I'm almost done. And and by design, in any game, chapter three is typically the longest chapter. It's just kind of a slog. You know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is uh, six chapters. So they're about yeah. the same length. It's just, and that's I heard that good. game was pretty good. It's so good. I was listening to a Did podcast. you finish it, by the way? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't I'm mean still that. really, really close. I finished it. Yeah. I know the part that's going to make you go, ooh. I know. I can't wait. Your, I cannot wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really, it's really, I, I mean, I can't get off the fact that you generally play this game, which is a multiplayer game, single player. Well, see, that's the thing. So hats off. Chris and I were talking about today. I don't, I, I don't see this yeah, game as a multiplayer. I know. That's I don't what, even think the developers see it as a I, multiplayer. I disagree. I, I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree. But, because, yeah, but if you remember how I, how the, how the story is originally pitched, mm-hmm. you are one entity. Sure. You are turn the trine turns you into one entity, meaning meaning that from the developer standpoint, at least the story standpoint, you're playing this as one, because you're melded in together. I got, I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I kind of always took it as though, <clears throat> as you were just describing, like the idea of like, okay, Amadeus does this. Yeah. That was the fun part, and to me, what made the game very interesting is that when you know it's a lot easier to manage things when it's just yourself, like you, like you could just experiment and go like. Well, what if I do this? If I do that, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> when we play, like, no, but you what do I see what you mean? only have to contend with your mind of what you think about yes. doing That's what he's saying. Versus, like, when I'm doing things and I feel like I'm doing it right, I have the idea of the puzzle. I have to now tell Sean what I need from him to get it done. And can and I, I see what you're saying? It's but, but there's an equal, and I, I would argue, higher challenge to being solo because... If you're Amadeus mm-hmm. existing in a world with Zoya, you can simply hold up a platform block and have her jump on it. Sure. Single player, you have to figure out where to put the block because Amadeus can't hold it in mm-hmm. order for you to change the Zoya to also manipulate the world. So you have to manipulate the world to make it work for you one individual at a time. Yeah. You can't all be there on one screen. Yeah. yeah. You holding this, me holding this, and then this guy walks across. I, I've played both uh, multiplayer and sometimes by myself. You know, as, as a single player, when I played Trine, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember both having their own unique challenges. Yes, Chris outlined the one when we played together, and I remember coming across certain areas that were very difficult for me to do by myself. So yeah, I, I agree. I remember like I would hold up a, a block for Sean to climb up on uh, <laughs> to shoot an arrow, and then like you know. It would take work to get him up there. And once we got him to the point, he'd have to shoot an arrow and hit something. Mm. And every time he would miss, 
me and Tate were about ready to like want to throw something. Because, you know, because you're just like, how do you, you wanted to be the arrow guy. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> and so then at some point, something else happens where maybe we need Chris to draw yeah. this thing perfect. And we're and like, you did the no, other thing just fine. Why no, can't you I do just, this right? It's fun. But like, <laughs> as you said, like they're not the hardest puzzles ever, but that's the element mm -hmm. of like things always get harder. You know, it's kind of yeah, like when do. you, uh, <laughs> I like it whenever they're, uh, challenges on Survivor, right? Like where you have someone who is directing people. Because We're talking it's about the a CBS most, show? Yes. Okay. It, yes. Uh, it, it's like the most hectic thing in the world to do when you cannot physically make someone do something, but you just have to describe what they need to do. Yeah. That's fun. That's why I like what I enjoyed about these games. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and one of the things about, you know, people say that the puzzles aren't challenging and, they do make you think you, you stop and you think for a couple of seconds and then, and sometimes you immediately walk up and you immediately know what you're going to do. But the, but the reason I think they're not so challenging is because there are so many answers to the puzzles. Like mm, one person yeah. could go in and do right, do it differently than somebody else would. And yeah. in order to make that work, you can't make these things mind benders because when they're mind benders, that usually means there's, there's one solution one, to the exactly. problem. And they have their fair share of areas that you access that have that one answer. Yeah. Um, there was one I was working on last night that I just, I had to move on because I was trying to make some progress where I knew how to do it, but getting, getting the, the magical ball exactly in the right spot so that I could use Pontius shield to reflect water mm. off something to yeah. water a plant. Yes. You know, it, you knew exactly how to do it, but getting it in the right spot can be kind of annoying. Could take you an hour. I, I get it. It's just crazy. Yeah, which is fun, but I just I, I was like I can't. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> you knew well, you, you had a recording to, re to and, meet the next yeah, day. And doing this stuff <laughs> and doing all that stuff is beneficial because it it grants you it rewards you with a lot more um, XP vials. So they're really beneficial to do if you want to really max out your skill tree. The skill tree is not huge in depth, but it, but it but it grants you more variations on your attacks. For example, Pontius has a slam attack that allows him to open crates from the bottom, like on the floor, stuff like that, and hurt enemies. You can aug augment that skill by when he slams down on the ground, mm -hmm. you can freeze your enemy. So there's augmentations on it. Everything okay? <laughs> yeah, this is a thing we we said we might do. You, that was a good word. Mm -hmm. We were giving you kudos without talking to you. Oh, the we'll word. Continue to let you talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just dropped augment on us, buddy. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's like a seven in Scrabble or yeah. whatever. Nice. <laughs> so that's I mean uh, pretty much that's um, I mean that's my take on it. It's just uh, it's just completely enjoyable, gorgeous. How world. much did you get for? Twenty four ninety nine. It was yeah twenty three ninety nine something. What's like that. the regular price? Twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, so it was, totally. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely expensive. worth thirty dollars. And if it's still, I believe the Nintendo sale is still going on. Maybe until <clears> like this. I want to say the seventh, but watch me be wrong. I remember mm. thinking, oh, that's going on a little bit further than other Black Friday sales. The one thing I miss, or I think I would miss about playing it on the Switch, obviously, is I enjoyed getting trophies on other yeah, systems. I agree. Um, so that was kind of suck. It's about. been the one thing with Steam, because, you know, like Steam has its own achievements, but I'm just like, mm, it's, it's just like a thing popping up. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, this is also kind of freeing, because now I don't really care. I'm just playing the game how I want to play and, it. And you're right. <laughs> there is a, there's an element of that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, it, I, it seems like it's reestablished itself in the series from what I'm reading, which is good. It's got some really good reviews. Um, of course, it's not like you've mentioned; it's not groundbreaking. Than the last, yeah, it's not yeah. doing anything, but it's doing everything right. Incredibly new and groundbreaking. There's nothing wrong with that, though. No, it does play it safe. Yeah. Um, combat so, is, you know, ish. It is what it is. Um, it's like the new portal. Enemy variety. Wait, whoa, whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Pause sorry. this review. Thank you, sir. Sorry. There was, we, oh I my. haven't really looked at him that much. <laughs> I just, uh, <clears throat> you, when, you, you come up on little, you know, the, certain platformers when combat, it's almost like each side of the screen locks down. You can't move. See? And then there's enemies on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way combat works here. You get stuck in a situation and you have to fight off the enemies before you can progress. Luigi's Mansion. The little doors get blocked with Holy like crap. You're right. With ghost, ghost, ghostly cages. That's exactly true. Yeah. Rip off. Can I borrow that or astral chain? Thanks. No, <laughs> you can buy astral chain, but you can borrow Luigi. I did trade in Luigi's mansion. Uh, you can in order my, to get fallen order. You can oh, borrow. Yeah, that's right. He you said can you borrow about well, astral chain. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah maybe. I haven't finished it yet. I was I was looking at it this week. I was praying that it was going to be on sale somewhere. I was it like, whatever. nope. Yeah. You can borrow my Luigi for the last time. Okay. You can't borrow your astral chain. I don't have it. Never bought it. John got the only copy. He didn't even offer me to get it. Folks, I don't know if you know this. When we did a list, 2019 most anticipated no, games. No, this is not true. It was funny to see some of our listeners, uh, I think, got the Horizon Zero Dawn for nine ninety nine. How much again? $9.99. Dude, so many games Sorry. were nine ninety nine. I actually... Would you give this a nine ninety nine? I actually Mm-mm. bought um, <clears throat> on the Nintendo eShop. I bought Breath of the Wild digitally. <laughs> yeah, which is the dumbest thing you've ever done. No, totally worth it. You have the game. No, I don't. I traded it in a while back. What the it, same? I was trying. I've been just. It, it wasn't a matter of desire. I just needed to buy more games. I thank you, it. Weekly Games Chat. Uh, yeah, we really. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> I bought uh I bought the year one pass for division two. So I love that game. I know you do, John I Rambo. freaking love that well, game. Well you got you gotta play um I almost bought Resident Evil two last night. You gotta you gotta you it's gotta play much. Jedi Fallen Order, bro. I have it. You gotta it's it's amazing. Okay. What did you give it? What was the score? You gave it like a nine. Nine point something you, you did like a 9.1 because yeah. you did the averages of like various <clears throat> I did I, I, for the first time ever in my review i wrote down things like gameplay replayability graphics fighting the things and i didn't i did it an average like a classic dude. ign nice. or um, nice. or game game uh, uh pro or, yeah. score nice. and i didn't even mean to do it but then i sat here and it just kind of happened and chris was like hold up let me get my calculator out and we did it you listened and it yeah. worked and it came out with a good number nice i think that's my new method moving forward but yeah, it's another, so analytical. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. So the combat, um, so the combat, playing it safe. The enemy variety is not really there. Um, That's a weakness for Jedi Fallen Order. The story is not memorable. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it's an enjoyable story with the setting. It yeah. just it, put put it put it all together, and it works just fine. It's that game that if you like a fantasy world, if you like magic and adventure it kind of it really does put you in that place and capture that exact feeling you're looking for yeah there's something like very Grimm's fairy tale harry potterish about it mm. um what did he just say Grimm's, Grimm's fairy, fairy tale, fairy tale. Uh, he kind of mumbled i know what it is he fumbled he fumbled and mumbled he fumbled it's kind of Grimm's fairy tale and harry potter's ish <laughs> 
It's Kansas Grim's Cherry Jones. And it's not it's it's not an incredibly long game, so you can knock. That's what she said. You can knock it out in yeah, you can in three nights. (laughs) Nice. Um, One of the reasons I didn't finish it is because I got um, I accidentally got sucked into Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, (laughs) and and it's only no, it's only the demo. But oh. the demo is 10 hours long. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Bro, what about that Dragon Quest Builder <clears throat> game that we were going to play? <laughs> I, I still am dying to play it. I did play it. You played the demo. Yeah, but that's also a 10-hour demo. Yeah. Those so Dragon good. Quest demos, huh? Oh, demos are so good. Well, um, if you guys are ready for it, I would like to know how, how that Richard <clears throat> is going to be on this table today. What? <laughs> what? 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 Chris? Did I say something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's the richer I anticipation. Cannot, I cannot believe you just did that. <laughs> oh, that anyway. happened. If you didn't catch it, rewind it right before I start laughing, and you will. All right. This is the best thing in the world getting Sean to laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, John, what's your Richard? Um. Say some things, man. 8.8. You're just going right into it, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the best trying they've made. Okay. I really do. Um, So you're saying as a, if a listener's here going, I played tried one, two, and even three. Those are great. This is even better than those. What this, it's made me go back and research a little bit on trying three. And I've watched gameplay of trying three. I want to go back and play trying three. I have it. I just have never played it. Um, so I'm ex- I want to I want to I want to check that game out. Gotta go back for myself. Gotta go back. Um, I, I um, I I, I do want to say that I wish I'd, I. I wish we technically still can, but leading up to the show, I wish I would have played it with you. I, I do. Really do. Uh, um, I, I do have the multiplayer. There's two multiplayer mm-hmm. types. There's the classic mode, which is what you guys are used to, where yeah. you you pick a character and you interact with the world. But there is a four player co op. Yeah. Where each character, each each one of you, can, can interchange cycle. between any character you want. So there could which be canonically does not make sense, Sean. We could and be four there Zoyas. Can, there can be four Zoyas at one time, or is it? Something I don't like else? that. I don't know. If, I don't know. If that's I guess it, I guess it's probably good. Like if you've got kids, because then like I like Zoya. The parent, I think it would make it more creative right. solving puzzles. Like, yeah, like the parent can be like, okay, stuff. hey, okay, let me switch this character <laughs> to help everyone else get past this right yeah that makes a lot of sense say, it, say it chris makes sense makes sense <laughs> it's fundamentally, fundamentally it's just a sound idea <laughs> we've missed you johnny bear i know great job today man hopefully there's just there they'll do some dlc that'd be cool well cool well you know they well i'm glad you enjoy it yeah I'm, i wish ha- i had gotten to play with you it's not my fault <laughs> phone works both ways chris you're right it does <laughs> It does. <laughs> he's uh, he's a little hurt. He's gonna he's gonna be all right. As the greatest rocker of all time said, Brian Adams, it cuts like a knife. Mm. But it feels so right. Soft rocker. Can Brian, we go on to the news? Brian Adams. Huh? <laughs> Brian freaking Adams. Wow. Right, that uh, was tongue in cheek, Sean. Irony. Let's go to the Let's go to the news. Hey everybody, it's Dustin from the HP Podcast. And this is Ben. We're just coming here to tell you about our show, well, the HP Podcast. The HP Podcast is a weekly video game podcast from handsomefandom.com that's also part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. And 
Ben, it's a little hard to describe our show because it's a little bit of everything. We get into a lot of shenanigans. We also talk about some news. We have some pretty serious topics sometimes, but sometimes uh, our friend Brandon takes a shirt off and uh, just does the show that way. So you should definitely check it out. I think you got stuck to the seat last time. It's possible. So that was that was a time. Yeah. So anyway, check out our show. We would love that. The HP podcast. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. <laughs> a lot of people. Um. Oh wait, I don't have to read things for once. Yeah. Because enjoy. Who actually reads the news showed up. Uh, Welcome back, John. I'll give you a uh, thanks, Chris. I'll give you a break. I'll go first and let you kind of soak in and kind of remember what we do on the news segment. That does smell. Yeah, it mm. won't go away. It it's really a, is bad. It's what John. What's John's name? Big John's uh, bucket of food. Yeah, was Big John. You need what's his um, last name? I don't know. I, I forgot. Say it on air. <laughs> yeah. He would call it. Uh, he calls. What are that you doing? A, You're moving my microphone. Gotta, well, why don't you say that so I don't have to lean to the right? He has lean. what professionalism. He, it's what they call a poot skin, where well, it just sits there. Either way, you need a colonoscopy because that should not linger longer that long. Apparently you haven't been eating apples this past. Week. I have not. Oh, Man, Jesus. Last week was filled with creamy. That may be a record smell in this room. Oh, see what I did there? Oh, PlayStation. Of record. <laughs> PlayStation awarded world record. PlayStation has been certified as the quote best-selling video gaming home console brand ever uh, by Guinness World Records. I don't agree. I think Nintendo is, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. This was awarded in light of the company selling 450 million and 190,000 units between the original consoles launch in 1994 to 2019. The record includes a total of hardware hardware sales for PlayStation, PS2, PS3, and PS4, according to VG Charts, and that's with a Z. Uh, according to former CEO Ken Kutaragi, Kutaragi? Did I say that right, John? Mm-hmm. Um, the father of PlayStation. You would think I'd know that. Uh, back when we were developing the original PlayStation, we had the ambition to sell 1 million units. I look back on that now with nostalgia. We launched the PlayStation platform with the aim of changing the face of entertainment. Receiving this award today, I feel the support of players who have enjoyed our consoles over the years. And as the father of the PlayStation, I can see it has a bright future. You can scoot it back now if you need to. We'll oh. adjust. Yeah, it's... Um They've got Sorry. Nintendo beat. I don't. I don't handily. mean. I don't mean by units sold because Nintendo has had, you know, like the Wii U. Um, but I just, for me, this is my uh, like Chris. It is my opinion. I've always felt like the home console that uh, that I adore the most has been Nintendo. Or is, oh yeah, that's yeah. what I meant by when I said I don't agree. I've a uh, but know, for numbers, PlayStation's obviously killed it. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I've always like to me when I go back to the last generation, the part that was so crazy was the idea. That for the longest time, you know, Xbox won the United States. Yeah. Like, if you told me back when I bought an Xbox 360, it was not because of like my faith that they were going to be number one. It was just that I enjoyed the Xbox mm-hmm. and like this seemed like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're doing this. I'll give that a shot and, and see where it is. And it's not $600 like the PS3 was at launch. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. By but the way. like, I always knew, and it's been reaffirmed again and again, like, even just take the U.S. out of it worldwide, they are easily the most popular brand out there for for video game consoles, and they've dominated. I mean, they're just um, they they've earned all their success, and they deserve it. When you said Xbox 360, I remember that one time you guys uh, we came up with some plan, and we ended up getting me a, a yeah, Xbox 360. That. Was it a Pro? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. 
And it was uh, it was. Jesus, or was it Penny? Or was it the Elite? Oh, did she lick your hand? No, she came up and scared me to death. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, was there? It was was their last model. I had my coffee cup underneath the thing because John's fart would have gave me pink eye <laughs> if I drank it. <laughs> 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 So I forgot my hands were down there, and she didn't. Sounds like crazy. I farted on your pillow today. Well, you never know, man. But <laughs> you got a present waiting when you get home. Yeah, I think maybe the idea though of Nintendo being number one, maybe that's just again a bias to our to the fact that we grew up in that generation. Right? I think that's what it is for me. It's I know it's, it's I know this sounds crazy, but mm. I still think Nintendo's the most recognizable brand. That's probably true. Um. But yeah, there is no question PlayStation's dominance. They're like on every generation. They're every fine with the not being the most recognizable brand because they're like, guess what? There's like all these people at Walmart that just go and buy PS3s and PS2s and people in Eastern Europe that still. I have a know. coworker who is not a gamer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, at most, I would say a casual gamer. Kind of left off in the old school Nintendo it's stuff. It's the Call of Duty box. It's no, it's the box with the Fortnite, mm. the three mm-hmm. game one. Picked it up on Black Friday. And no, I like, just mean to certain people like that who aren't technically gamers. That it's it's basically your Call yeah. of Duty box. Yeah, Dude, your, by or the your way, Madden box. By the way, not anymore. By the way, <laughs> I've uh, I bought Modern Warfare on Black Friday. You did. It is amazing. That's what I hear. Ah. That's what I hear. We could cover that. Totally could cover that <laughs> if we needed to, guys. Just putting that out there. So many options. Yeah. We could do that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We might John. do that. <laughs> ah. A new patent. Is this the one? Yeah. yeah. For PlayStation 5, a new patent called Scene Tagging. It suggests <laughs> the creation of sharing of user-generated content that will be part of the PlayStation 5 technology. Don't we already do that? When we share clips, the share button? Oh, I thought you were saying, did we cover that last oh. week? No, 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 no. No, I'll I let think... you keep reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sony had the new patent approved by the U.S. Patent Office on November 21st, 2019 for something called Scene tagging. The filing says scene tagging is used <laughs> to characterize user-generated content associated with gameplay information associated with video games. In other words, it automatically generates metadata for videos created by gamers, quote, such as details about where the recording or screenshot was taken, who was included in the user-generated content, and mm. what objects are found in the user-generated content. Mm. The purpose of this is to help other players stuck in a certain part of a game that can now search for uh, places, objects, characters, etc., to get help to solve it, among other things. It might also be used so that other players can experience the exact same scenarios as other players so as to compete. Like beating time, there's and already like that. There's tagging now, but it's usually outside of you putting certain preferences in there, or um, like you know saying, "Oh, I'm doing Witcher three, so it might say like, "Oh, cool, he's doing Witcher three. Let's just go ahead tag in single player and adventure, you know, because those are things associated with that game. Like this seems to be like, oh, instead this will use some sort of algorithm to basically oh, another word I expect to hear, uh, to, hear to basically say like oh we can look at certain parts of very long extended clips to give you specific information you might be looking for sure so i'm wondering if people if it's even coming out on the ps5 just because it's mm, a patent doesn't mean it's true set for a console but if they would allow people to opt out of it because i'm they would have to i mean it, it depends on if you are a psn customer mm. you are pretty much they have of, to no they have to for something like that for privacy reasons 
they have to give you the option. Who um, says Facebook? <laughs> you do what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, but again, that's the reason why is those companies like that because of things that happen to them, right? You know, yeah, but it's, like, it's because Facebook doesn't clearly communicate those mm-hmm. types of things. I mean, as long as it stipulates in the guidelines, hey, as long as you're using our PlayStation Network and mm-hmm. paying for PS Plus, this is a feature that you just have to have. Yeah, and there's probably going to be someone who comes back and says, hey, there's a regulation. Class that says, action lawsuit. Exactly. It says, dun, hey, dun. there's a regulation that says you have to give me the choice to do this. And they go, that's the a point. more you know. Dude, we talked about that at work today, and somebody was all like, that was from Reading Rainbow. And we were like, no, that was NBC. Correct. <laughs> and they were like, no, they had a peacock. And I was like, two things. <laughs> Reading Rainbow was butterfly and they go, in what? the sky. Right, they're like, what? And I was like, you had to be there. I can um, I say hi. I like I like it. You you very rarely do what you just did. Hey, it was, <laughs> it was nice. Um, Death Stranding two ideas. Kojima that would be Hideo. Yeah, he's got uh, first name. <clears throat> says he is. John just calls him Kojima at this point. Says he is willing to consider a sequel to Death Stranding, but it likely wouldn't be a continuation of the first game. In a recent interview with Vulture, he stated that he would start from zero. Mm. The two games would not carry any plot points, but perhaps would take place in the same world. The interview with Vulture also revealed why he built online components into the game. He stated that he got the idea from Taxi Driver <gasps> when he realized that uh, people all over the world felt the loneliness he did as a child. Alleviating loneliness was his inspiration to create the, quote, social strand system. Um, he added also, that's why I added this indirect online connection in the game so that people will feel it's all right. It's OK. You're relieved that you're not alone. Um, you see other people's footprints and think it's not just me here. Hmm. I kind of like how he explained that, even he, though I haven't played the game. He said. <laughs> He said uh, recently, too, that, uh, I mean, I think this was kind of said in conjunction that he made this game. He made this game. He made this game without ever telling his, uh, I think it was his dad or his mom that he was working on a new game. And it was, he didn't want to, at the time he said he didn't want to tell them because he didn't want to tell them until it was complete. And then that parent, whatever his father or mother passed away. So, like, again, you know, that whole entire social connection thing, it comes back to the idea of, like, all of a sudden you feel loneliness in this world, but now you have a system to connect with people so you don't feel so alone in your desperate times of needs. Do you guys feel like you weren't alone? I, I never, yes. Like, that was the biggest thing you get in that game is that the moment you connected to the network, yeah, to the when chiral you said network, that? like, you all of a sudden, it felt so much so much better huh? yeah you felt like oh well, yeah, yeah, such yeah. a dungeon I could, I could, in here i could look over and i could be like well sean built that bridge over there i'm gonna go use sean's bridge that's a good bridge yeah <laughs> now dirty. i don't have to wade through the water wade Ooh, ooh, jeff left a bike right there i'm gonna hop on that bike oh, i'm gonna ride you know? that bike is what yeah. i'm gonna do oh chris <laughs> built me a watchtower you know all those kinds of things yeah it really does help and that's what i like the most about like the the bts and the and the the mules and all that, trying to get around that, that's okay. But really the thing I enjoyed more was just exploring the world. And So basically you're saying Kojima finally made a relevant game. Hmm. That's called Metal Gear Solid, sir. I want to I address this. Um, I, I've been gone for a couple of weeks, and I've listened. <laughs> hey, it's, it's been so a while. <laughs> there's been, I don't remember exactly who, but I think it was probably you who have maintained that I do not like Kojima. It, it was both of us. We and both I don't understand why I can't get this point across. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. It's, Pull it's, the tape. I have said to you on many occasions. So 
I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm just going to allow people to just assume I hate Kojima. But the definition of hating Kojima seems to be in today's environment is hating Konami. Mm. So if you don't hate Konami, you must hate Kojima. Mm. And I've told you, and I think it's a quote, I don't hate Kojima. I just don't hate Konami. So that's it. So, well, I mean, that's the issue. Well, you know. I just wanted to get it off my chesticles. I'm good now. (laughs) That was chesticles? My chesticles feel more perky and free. (laughs) I feel like, though, what he's basically saying is, and I kind of figured this. I I said this whenever. I said this whenever when we talked about this game was that uh, I thought this was something of him going like, I need to do something drastically different than what I've been doing for like 20 years, which is Metal Gear Solid primarily. Um, so now it's, it's like, let me do something that's very different says a statement. And I'm guessing now he's kind of free to go and make whatever he wants, which maybe, maybe he finally comes up to someone and says like, Hey, I really like this franchise. Mind if I take a look at it, you know, which would be cool. Like if, if all of a sudden he went over to 2k and said, I'd like to take a stab at bio Bioshock and see what I could do with it. I'd be Elated, <laughs> you know that I'd would be, be an yeah. interesting approach. Yeah. Or you know, if he wants to go to Ubisoft and say, "I would like to make a Splinter Cell game," I would not hate that. I would, I would fall over and cream my pants. I mean, that's just the way that would go. Because my Richard <laughs> is in my pants. <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh. uh, can I just do both? Yeah, do both, buddy. <laughs> PlayStation Plus games for December. Titanfall 2. Hey, that's a good game. Monster Energy Supercross. Never heard of it. (laughs) Xbox Games with Gold for December. Insane Robots. Entire month of December. That's, yeah. Jurassic World Evolution is December 16th through January 15th. I'm going to get that only because I don't want to pay money for it. I am curious about it. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to what's available on Xbox One and Xbox 360 is Toy Story 3, December 1st through December 15th. So that's right now, John. And the game that Colin Moriarty gave a 4.5, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, HD, will be available. John's game of the year. Uh, December 16th and through December 31st. I loved that game. I thought it was great. Well, yeah, you love Konami. You just said that. Right. <laughs> uh, earlier in the show... John said that he thought about buying Resident Evil 2. Well, we have further confirmation of a possible Resident Evil 3. A listing of what appears to be Resident Evil 3 Remake has been added to the PSN catalog. Game, uh, Gamstat or Gamestat, John? It's pronounced Gamestat, but Game, it's spelled Gamstat. Uh, I got it. Dot com. Gamstat. A website that tracks data for PSN has shown three games added to the Japanese databanks. Japan. Uh, thank you. One is for Project Resistance. The upcoming multiplayer game. The others are Biohazard um, RE3. That sounds for Resident Evil 3. And Resident Evil 3. That also stands for Resident Evil 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cover art for the game has appeared online with further rumor that the game will officially be announced at the Kojima, uh, sorry, the Game Awards. And he thinks, he wonders why. <laughs> he wonders why. Yeah. Literally, no, I, the no, next like I said, I was typing this up. To do. I was typing this up, going, you know what? I can't change anybody's mind. They think I hate them. I'm just gonna play to it. He's, I will be the. He's devil. friends with Kojima. Okay, that's yeah, all it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting Kojima put him in the game. No, 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 he no. He is no. in the game. He is Listen, in the game. That's fact. A lot of people are in the, the game. The joke is obviously you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's the top nominated game 
with uh, tied with another game I don't remember at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But think, everybody uh, knows. Listen to me. Everybody knows that that's not decided by what's his name, Jeff, uh, Keighley. Jeff, Jeff Keighley. Keighley. Yeah. yeah, it's decided by a panel of people. Correct. I get it. It's a joke, and everybody should know that. But it, would, it but it is a fun fact that it's the panel is overridden by Jeff Keighley. Like, <laughs> I have a feeling if Jeff Keighley came back and said no, this is going to be on here. It, that's what's going to be on. I'm, I'm looking we at need this. Jeff Keighley on our show Absolutely. as a guest. I'm, uh, Do I get to read this one? No. No, I'm, I, I should clarify that that probably read as confusing. Um, Biohazard RE3 and Resident Evil 3 are most likely the same game mm-hmm. because the original Resident Evil was called Biohazard in Japan when it first came out. Oh, well, there you go. Knowledge. Is this me? Yeah. Hey, how does Valve sell a VR headset? How does Valve sell a VR headset? That's a great question. <laughs> I think it needs an answer. The Valve Index VR headset is experiencing shortages in the U.S. and Canada thanks to the reveal of Half-Life Alex. Road to VR reports that from November 27th, most of the listings in the U.S. and Canadian Steam store pages are displayed with, quote, back in stock soon. Kind of like uh, Popeye's chicken sandwiches at one point. That's right. <laughs> you can get the, those now. <laughs> the only package that is still available is the most expensive 900 and... You want to say this? 999 which includes the headset controllers, two base stations. <laughs> it was the dollars part, right? Mm-hmm. Dollars, <laughs> and dollars, ha- and Half Life Alex. There is a disclaimer on this bundle that says if you order now, expect it by December twenty. That's Christmas Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition, Phil Spencer has played Half Life Alex and says it is quote amazing. I love Phil. Yeah, Spencer. I know I'm going to be playing that game. I've been. There's waiting. another game. I've been, I need I've been to waiting play for too me. long. You hear me? There's a. You have to play it. Are you not playing it? What, Half-Life? Hmm? Orbis. Yes, yes, I'm definitely playing that game. There's Orbis. Orbis. I thought you were talking about last no, couple He wants ago. me, there was a MMO. I was worried at first because... You, you know, thought it was I, just going to be on Valve. I was like, are they going to do this? I was like, no, no, Valve's not dumb. They wouldn't limit this. You know, there's too many Oculus and Vives in the world. Are they putting it on PSVR? Um, no. No, because it's only coming PC first. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at some point, especially if there's ever an update to the system that they put on PlayStation. Yeah. VR. Especially when the PS5 has a better system to run the, the new VR headset that I buy. Yeah. One assumes. I, I haven't actually tried VR out on the new PC and I'm interested too because I, need you to. I would have, every now and then I would have stutter issues on my old one. I know now that thing should run like a champ because it's got the multi-threads and all we that. We get it. Cores and threads and yeah. things. Speaking of VR. Yeah, uh, I saw this today and I'm I kind of get it, but we'll see. Um, Xbox on VR is not going to be a thing. Speaking of Phil Spencer, for now now at least, yeah. yeah. Microsoft has stated that VR is not a focus for Xbox Scarlet, um, as there is not enough demand for it. According to an interview with Phil, um, quote, we're responding to what our customers are asking for, and uh, nobody's asking for VR. The vast majority of our customers know if they want a VR experience, there is a place to go get those. We see the volumes of those on PC and other places. PlayStation. Um, he further stated that part of Xbox's reason for setting the technology aside is that no one is selling millions and millions of units. Mm-hmm. And millions. Um, I think we might get there eventually, he says, but yeah, uh, that's not where our focus is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that the highest amount that you could probably sell right now would be like what somewhere between if everyone bought one on something. Whether you're talking about PSVR or the combination of Vibe and Oculus would probably be somewhere between five and ten million. Uh, I mean, like I'm guessing. I would guess we're at the most. We're at five million on PlayStation. 
I don't know. What was it before? I can't it was remember. Three million. Last okay, year, yeah. So, so it's like probably at five million. Yeah, I adore so, my VR, dude. So if you say like we both, know, let's say both Oculus and and Vive have five million, you know, install bases, right? So yeah, that's ten million. So yeah, you know, I I get what you're saying. Like it's if if you want to put Halo on VR, dude. Yo, know, make a full Halo game like on full, VR. Come on, dude. <laughs> I would throw up. Like, no, you wouldn't. you're capping yourself on like what your potential sales are versus when they make Halo Infinite, which could probably be played, you know, because of especially PC Game Pass and all that. Now could be played by you know potentially 30 million people for all I know. Um, so I get what he's saying on that. It, and, and to be fair, they don't need VR. You know, that's the thing. They don't. They've got teraflops. I know. Yeah, it, it was a different thing. <laughs> PlayStation more so felt like they took a risk because they have no inkling to go into the, the PC space. So it was like, oh, we can be the people on consoles. That yeah, this is this. definitely another another avenue that Xbox can take because, like you said, they are in a space with. Yeah. The, Pete, the Microsofts of the world. You I know? mean, if they want to eventually make a deal with someone like, oh, hey, Oculus, why don't you come make us a Fable VR game? Dude. They can do that. Dude. And be like, well, there it is. Go play it on your Oculus. Dude. <laughs> Pelvic deep in that game. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, John, um, this is exciting, huh? Yeah, I am excited. <laughs> play as Link in Super Mario Maker 2. Super dope. Nintendo has announced that Link and the Master Sword, yeah, yeah. because you can't have one without the other. This is true. Except in the original Zelda. Uh, are coming true. to Super Mario Maker 2 on December 5th. That's the Master Sword. That's tomorrow for people listening today. Yes. The Master Sword will serve as a power-up for Super Mario Bros. art style, and it will transform Mario into Link from the original <gasps> NES title. That's so cool. It adds some classic moves into the Mario Maker mix. Link can fight enemies with his sword and block attacks. Link will also have a dash attack, much like the Pegasus boots. I like Ooh. when you say dash attack. Dash attack. He can <laughs> use bombs and arrows as well. That's dope. I think they, they had a couple of other things they, they revealed they were adding to the game. I'm too. sorry like, I missed it, Chris. Yeah, some are enemy types. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. You didn't yeah. miss it. You just chose just, to omit it. You were like, oh, there's Link. Here's the real point. This is the meat and taters of this the whole thing, okay? Meat and taters? Meat and taters. Hold on. Let me make sure this isn't... Uh, this could be a... I think it is. This I is it. it is. This um, is it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, I this is not necessarily the order I finished the notes in. I move things around to match things in sort Fine. of groups. Dude, how many episodes is this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Good job. Yeah. So we, proud we of you. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Finally this week! Finally this week. Uh, Google Stadia refund. Yay! Mm. <laughs> Google recently announced that Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and Farming Simulator 19 would be added to Stadia mm. Pro's free games in December. After some backlash, it is... <laughs> after some backlash, it is now offering refunds to those who purchased the games prior to the announcement. Google cited reasons as the platform only releasing on November 19th and the timing of the announcement of free games shortly thereafter. Mm. Quote, because of the proximity between the launch of the platform and the announcement of these titles in Stadia Pro, we're happy to assist you if you'd like to request a refund if you have purchased either both, um, either or both of these titles, even if it's outside of our normal policy. End quote. And the beats keep coming for Google Stadia. Yeah, I wouldn't have done just, this if yeah. I was Google. I, <clears throat> I, uh, I bought um, Rage Stadia. Oh, I wouldn't have done this 
if I was Google. Right. Mm-hmm. I bought uh, Rage 2 mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. For It was a cheap price. You already played it. I didn't finish it. And I'm pelvic deep in that game. <laughs> uh-huh. Freaking love that game. Um, and it a few a couple of weeks later, uh, which is around the time frame that this kind of happened. It's on Games it's Pass. It's on Games Pass. Yeah. And do I deserve a refund because, because you, you were dumb? It, yeah. But there's a difference here. I would say <laughs> there's there's a difference only only optically. Yeah. Well, I mean, very big optics though, right? Because like one. You know, Rage 2 was a game that was out on that platform since May. And then it's coming to a service that is a rental service. So you could, you bought that game to own forever. I 100% know where you're coming from. But the problem is what they did here Mm. is they might have backed themselves into a corner because going forward... Yeah, they release well, these free games for the month well, after somebody just did this, and they call customer service and say, well, "Oh, no, what no. about that time th- you did this?" I think it's more of like in this instance they were just in a bad place because one, their launch sucked, right? I know, <laughs> and then, I understand and then, all of that. And I then do. I just you're going in this place where it's like, wait a minute, you only had what was it like 15 or 20 games max at launch, and it's like, yeah, I bought the one here, and now you're turning around saying, now that I paid 60 bucks for it. Now you're going to give it away for free. I'd be pretty ticked off, too, because it's not like these are things where... I'm not saying they shouldn't be ticked off. You know, like Sometimes I'm, you can be ticked off, but yeah. you understand that you made a choice to make a purchase, and sure. that's kind of what you have to live with. I guess like the difference is it would be really weird to have something come out, and then like 11 days later, it's going to be free, right? Like That's the problem. That's what's killing them, versus... If I buy, um, you know, I've been looking at Greedfall for for a while now because that's a game that just it's right up Chris's alley, and I'm like, oh man, I would like to get it. But I also know if I probably hold out till you know, it's a little bit on discount right now yeah. for the album sale. But I also kind of like I'm telling myself, if I wait till the winter sale, I probably get that game for twenty five bucks. I'm not gonna be ticked off at them though, you know, at this point because I'm like, well, okay. Or if it all of a sudden got added to Games Pass right now, I'd be like, oh. Well, you know what? That game's been out since September. And John, I like <laughs> to believe we're in the know. Yeah. And we have our finger on the pulse. Yeah. I think you just messed up on this one. <laughs> You're just You are probably right, Sean. You are dumb. <laughs> and you know what? I will say also, Microsoft to their credit, they usually give you pretty dang good advance of everything that's coming. Like even though yeah. it's not gonna be on there November first, they're like, hey, this Coming November away. 17th, Rage 2 will be available for... This goes back to the finger on the same. pulse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, <clears throat> all I'm saying is, had, had it been me and I bought Farming Simulator 19, which mm-hmm. why would I? Oh, people love that game, and, bro. And I, I'm on aware. I'm aware. And then two weeks later, it came out. Me, personally, I, I would go, oh, mm. and move on with my life. Yeah, but there's... I think... And the, I'm not saying that's the way to go. I'm mm, not trying to... Mm. You know, judge I, I think the reason this happened is because of the the stumbling out the gate. Absolutely, open up the. Um, They've had an optics problem. Yeah, yeah. they're so letting people go, and a frame rate problem. Yeah, and, and a resolution, a, and a resolution. <laughs> no, no latency problems though, huh? <laughs> nah, if you play little, Metal, little bit. Uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven, there's well, some y'all keep saying that's the one, maybe, but the, overall, the controller is not good. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. I think it is. I, I, I really like, do. I'm like this. I think this is. I think this platform, or this mechanism, whatever you want to call it, this is inevitable. Sure. And they're 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 gonna fix it. Yeah. 
They're Google. Google. They're listening to us record this right now. They know they what know. I'm doing. Yes. Right now. And they know where my hands are. <laughs> Ironically, you heard a thud. <laughs> Had nothing to Anyways. do with this comment. Uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Uh, you know the answer, and that would be a hard never. Always be safe. Mm, that's fair advice. If you want to write your thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers to us, you can write them by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. It's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We've been holding on to an email for I don't what, know what how long. Um, I have to, I'd have to go over there and get the key. We had plenty of time to do that. Yeah, but my keyboard, my electric, I, this is my work mouse I'm using today. I don't oh know my, this is the my, lamest email that section. That I can't read ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like this. We this love nice. that. You're taking it away from us. I'm taking it all away. You'll never be able to make friend of, fun of me again. Wait. <laughs> but anyways, now, um, way to put it on you guys and not the person who wrote into us, whose name is Big Griff. He's a big fan yeah, of the yeah. show. I know he, Big Griff. He wrote this way back, and like we've been, we had one week where we were busy and we couldn't do it, and then like then we, John then left we the realized, show yeah, yeah, John took a month <laughs> off, so we were like, we have to wait for him to come back. So John's back now. And plus, I have to be careful how to read this because he had some personal information. We're not I giving that not, out. Yeah, I so we're not. But he says, Weekly Games Chat, not necessary to read this on air. <laughs> but he does say you can if you need to, right? <laughs> but I'd rather share it uh, uh, than broadcast it. Your call. Uh, John made a comment about how consumers were holding corporations hostage. <laughs> quotations. Uh, because of their company values, there's a couple things I wanted to respond with. First, uh, I work for a that climate place. positive outwear company. Let's go. Well, that, well, that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he followed that up. So I'm just skipping that uh, and wherever it is. Right. Yeah. We purchase carbon credits to account for the footprint of the building we work in transportation, manufacturing, shipping, and literally, literally every possible detail we and the company that audits our carbon footprints can find. Uh, in addition to that, we take 10% of that self-imposed carbon tax and give it to cutting-edge products and technology to actively combat and ultimately, ultimately hopefully, solve the climate, uh, climate crisis. In addition to the high-quality apparel we make, we have an incredible social e equity in the very specific space. We choose a specific goal, not uh, a broad or indirect one. Because of that, along with the fact that climate crisis is very rapidly becoming a bipartisan issue and less of a political one, we have been quite uh, quiet leaders in changing the definition of doing good and minimizing, or at the very least being transparent and accountable for our impact. And we do it for profit uh, as a for-profit business. We wear our mission on our sleeve, but I can assure you that our business and the genuine energy we put behind it is not virtue signaling. We have people who don't like us, especially locally, because we are challenging the norm with our transparency. Because of uh, because we work hard for our truth, it gives us a lot of damning perspective on the business that ha businesses that have put a cleaner veneer on theirs. Uh, second, I'm a vegan. Have been for about 15 years. I'm strict and it matters to me. 
I don't know how you do it, sir. I can meat be good, Joe. Yeah, there's the, whenever I hear someone who's like a true vegan, not just yeah. like I'm vegetarian, but vegan. vegan? Yeah, I'm that's like, hardcore. Yeah, whew, I couldn't do it. Um, I get tattooed at a vegan tattoo shop, meaning that the tiny details, uh, like what is in the ink, if there's animal-based lubricants on the razor blades, etc., are accounted for. Now everyone who works there is vegan, but the owner and his brother are. And I gave I give strong preference to going to them because I give uh, I give them money, uh, and he's not going to buy meat, animal products, leather, etc. It's the direct credibility uh, credibility of his lifestyle being more aligned with mine that guide me towards giving him my business. I've been tattooed by several other people, not all of them vegan, but when I work, uh, when I get work from the aforementioned vegan friend, it's a nice bonus. Uh, the whole point of this is. Not every person or company that tries to do some good while being good at business is mar- is a marketing ploy or virtue signal. There are examples of corporations like where I work and individual small businesses as well. Additionally, it's incredibly easy to spot businesses and individuals who are, if you look closely, um, example, Blizzard. <laughs> Half um, <laughs> apology. Uh, I guess if millennials are holding corporations hostage, they do it more uh, until they do more. There are two options: do more, or lose business. If you think another out out outerwear uh, company, sorry, uh, it's fine, dude. We're used to it. <laughs> uh, makes better products than my company. Go buy their stuff. If you think that there's that another company has better business business ethics, go spend money on them. But if you think we make cool stuff, or if you like the way we conduct ourselves, uh, you can be part of our contribution to combating climate change. Either way, no pressure. Uh, if I write in an email every week for the next two weeks and John misses in our show, I think that makes me an official co-host. That's a fair well, point, I sir. I mean, he's official. Dang, John. <laughs> I don't even know if we can let you respond to this now. <laughs> uh, I think... Oh, wait. I'm Jim. I'm a curmudgeon... Ah. Cur- curmudgeon Thank you. Uh, father, and generally think everyone's full of, <laughs> yeah, like John. So I'm sure I'd fit right in. Uh, how awesome does Jedi Fallen Order look, by the way? Someone Amazing, is, sir. We reviewed uh, it. It's great. You heard it. You listened. You listened. You know you did. Someone's going to have to have this as their game of the year right now. It's, it's up there, bro. Can't agree. Sorry. I know you can't because you play like, you know, pretentious titles and call them the best games you've ever played. So is he is is he saying that I'm full of crap or that he no, you think, thinks everyone's full of crap like I yes, think everyone's yes. full of crap? I think you made the point like when we were talking about that like you a couple of weeks ago you said like there's a lot of virtue signaling and we had a small discussion on that. No, the person who said that was the guy who wrote the letter. Ah. I never said anything about you, you, virtue signaling. You no, I no, tried, no, no. I, talking, I tried to explain what he I meant. I tried to explain what he meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I listened to a couple of episodes trying to go back and find where these exchanges happened. And if I said hostage, mm-hmm. I would definitely walk that back. But I couldn't find where I used the word hostage. I don't think I ever said he that. He could be paraphrased. You might have, he he might might have paraphrased or but you might have I, implied but it. All I was ever yeah. saying was I, I talked about I, I talked about the concept of corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. and how that is simply a reality we live in today. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and yeah. that companies feel that they are beholden in order to make the bottom line that they want to make. Like people, like companies will are tap into corporate social responsibility, but you shouldn't necessarily be fooled that it's something that they are doing out of 
the goodness of their hearts. They're doing it because it gets them more money because they have found, like I cited, that millennials care about what a company does aside from selling the product they sell. Now, I I do think... And if I said hostage, I gladly walk walk that back back, and I would use a different term, but I don't don't know where I said that. Hmm. I I think that companies Hmm. can exist like the one that he works for, possibly. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't think that... They're the. I think they're a dime a dozen. Wait, is that right? I don't know. Did I say a, that right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of companies out there do plenty of things that they might not be the ones who who are consistently going out there like, look at what we do. Right. They kind of do, know, it. but they talk about whenever someone brings it up, type yeah. thing. You yeah. know, like I think of for instance our company without naming who they are. Like I know they are very active in climate change and doing things with it. They have been for a while, but I don't ever see that advertised anywhere. Right. It's just something that. It's we'll an initiative for us. Yeah. Um, uh, we so. used uh, the company used to actually cut the lights off. Yeah, yeah. They still do that that one day thing. They, do they? They yeah. cut off the mm-hmm. AC. Yeah, everything's times. on timer. Because if you come in, I've come in at work sometimes at six a.m. and it's stuffy in there, mm-hmm. and it's not. Until I mean, we actually in. during business hours cut the lights off. Oh yeah, and it was that that thing where um, if you even do it for a minute, it saves so much energy in the world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you go to the 16th floor of the building I work in, Sean, which you never will. No, it's too far up. You can see you can see on the other building panels, solar panels across the entire roof. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So actually, we, that's so really we cool. That. We do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else we got, Chris? Uh, next up. Thank you for the email. Yeah. Yes. Thank Thanks you, for Riff. yeah for sure, Big Riff. I always like Big Riff. Yeah, he's good. good uh, Matt writes in. He says, "Hi, Chris, Sean, uh, Chris, Sean, and guest." <laughs> Hello, sir. When are you taking a vacation, Sean? Uh, just on listening to your review of the new Star Wars game, I'm about eight hours into the game, and I'm somewhat experiencing a different game than you guys have. Oh, I, wonder I why. have a digital copy on uh, of the game on Xbox One S, and this game plays like. Eh. <laughs> I wonder if it's because of One S. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that it struggles on the base PS4 and the and the original Xboxes. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I've seen just about every bug ever made. Textures are slow to load and often look unpolished. And once uh, once they are loaded, enemies will sometimes appear out of nowhere and sort of float for a couple of seconds, then start their movement routines. I fell through the world just before I reached my next meditation circle. The game completely froze a couple of times. Maybe I need to re-download it. Uh, any insight? The best I could offer you there is maybe... Try um, with Xbox, try clearing your save cache and also fully restarting the console, which I think if you do that, it should do that. But that's the only thing I can think of. I, I hate that if, if it truly is because of a system mm. difference, that's kind of almost forcing it. I, I hate the fact that they would force you to have to buy a better console to play that game. Yeah, mm. that's true. It should have been made across... Every platform is playable, and you have kind of the same experience. But I've played a couple hours of it. Um, Where did you get it on? Xbox One X. Well, you have a One X. Yeah, mm. but even then, I mean, there's pop in. There's yeah. there's muddy resolutions on it at times. Um, you have a digital copy. Disc. We have disc. What, well, I mean, it's all digital still because all because you download it. Yeah, and play it, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, no. I, I I, I, I will say this like I did not know that this game had problems until because yeah why was the, that Chris because you played it on if you I mean it, it's very clear that Master this Race. was this was designed <laughs> for for to take advantage of the higher class PC right. cards out there right now but 
it wasn't until I started looking at digital foundry videos on the game that I started to be like, Oh dang. Yeah. There is some, like I could totally understand. Like it's kind of like how I was with control where I played control originally on Xbox one X. Right. And I was like, man, this has a couple of issues here in terms of performance and some slowdown that happens. And everyone who's on PCs, like this is one of the most beautiful, well-performing games of the year. Just sometimes that happens. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I'm not a Star Wars fanboy, but I'm enjoying the story and gameplay designs in general. I'm playing on Grandmaster mode. That's insane. Ooh. That's Cause, insane. Hey, because I like it hard. Is that what he said? Yeah. That's uh, nice. <laughs> uh, and then she, then he said, that's what she said. Yes. Aha. I, Indeed. I agree completely with the few uh, gripes you highlighted. Uh, since Chris had to highlight, I misspelled Sean's name. I did my homework <laughs> and looked it up in the podcast description. I'm not surprised. Makes sense. Makes sense. Head Bob. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Matt. Thanks, Matt. Hope you uh, let us know if you finished the game, what you thought of it. Uh, and then finally, looks like from Chris, or I'm sorry, uh, from Nacho uh, Ordinary Gamer. He, he, I have to highlight nacho here because nacho is They're like, delicious. Low extra well, cheese, some jalapenos, <laughs> nacho, <some> meat. <laughs> nacho is one of those guys where you you, some nachos if, uh, nacho's one of the guys from uh, Discord and, and Twitter and all that where if I'm logging on to stream on Twitch, he's there. if he's if he's awake, if he's not doing something, he'll come in there like he's hung out with me for four hours before while I've just streamed. I think like while I was doing Star Wars and things like that. Well, so that's pretty awesome. He's a sweet man. Yeah, I like that. Or woman. Um, I don't know. But he says, hey, Chris, Sean and John. What he up, Nacho? Spelled them all right. Because he knows. Yeah. He's in the know. This is Nacho Ordinary Gamer. Uh, I want to get your impressions. Oh, yeah. he, Me and him were talking about this. I want to get your impressions on the recent YouTube controversy with uh, uh, COPPA. That's the Child Ordinance Protection, something like that. I can't remember the full name of it. Uh, and the FTC. I discussed it somewhat with Chris on on stream, but wanted to get Sean and a friend of the show's. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, union organizer's been. opinion <laughs> on the matter. Uh, see that? That's called ribbon. Yeah. Um, Call back too, John. Yeah. Uh, what was it spelled? Coppa? I've been listening to your show since uh, 2015 with EA's first Battlefront review, and I really like the perspectives y'all been bringing the la- uh, with the past controversies and recent controversy with Blitztrung. Game on, Thug Life. Tell John to stop missing the show. We miss Johnny Bear. He misses you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Roll Tide. Ooh. Oh, 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 I'm back oh, in. Right. Um, I literally Googled. <laughs> so basically, uh, yeah, I, I was I, I literally just Googled it. I'm reading up on it and I'll let Chris talk. Yeah. The idea is that there's uh, there's like an FTC guidance that basically says you have to um, when it comes to video and such, you have to mark if something is supposed to be geared towards children versus adults. Right. And if you do that, like there's a lot of very certain things when it's uh, marketed towards children for profit that you have to do, right? And the big fear, and really when you start going looking at these things, is that a lot of YouTube videos that are marketed towards children are clearly in violation of those products or those those, um, regulations, right, of what is allowed and what is not allowed. So basically YouTube came back, and in order to figure this is they're making everyone go through and mark if their videos are child, uh, you know, guided or um, adult guided in terms of 
you know, what the focus is. And if they're child, they're demonetizing the videos because they don't want to take the chance right now, right? Until they can get new guidance out there and say, like, if you do this, you have to, you have to comply with these things. Otherwise, you could be found in, you know, violation and all that. Um, versus, you know, adult stuff is pretty much still the same. So a lot of YouTubers are really fearful because they think that the FTC might go through and review all these videos of theirs if they don't mark them uh, as being... If they mark them incorrectly. If they mark yeah. them incorrectly. And it's like for a violation, it can be a fine up to $42,000 yeah. per video. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and I told him, I said, like, to me personally, I don't know about you guys... Uh, before I was in my current job, I worked with a good while, about a year and a half with regulators and stuff. It was not, fun. not the ones that mount up from Warren G. John. Yeah, not, not them. It was not fun. Um, but from my experience, the goal of this will probably be for the FTC to basically put, it, it's basically, they're going to say, look, it's very clear that no matter how you approach this, you've already been in violation, you know? And because you're a very profitable, very large company, you will need to pay a fine for that violation. So it will be kind of coming to an understanding of, one, getting YouTube to change their policies to make sure that they are in regulation going further. And two, coming to an understanding between both sides where YouTube probably agrees to pay a fine um, with, you know, without challenging it legally in court so that, you know, there's not legal fees for for the ftc yeah to get them sorted out um as far as people themselves creators i would personally bet right now that they won't feel any pushback on this unless they are in serious violation um i don't you know I, they would have to it, it would be that it would have to be profitable right like makes sense because really i know it says that like that forty two thousand is the max fine and more than likely they know they would not get that in a legal fight uh, especially if it's a one-time thing and it's yeah. a questionable thing. The, they know. say the FTC considers a number of factors in deter determining the appropriate amount. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, um, I'm reading about, is it Doopy? <laughs> um, I think that's the, Dan the uh, her, her name's Danielle Pitt. She's known as Doopy mm. on YouTube. Oh, yeah. She says that the COPPA S word is terrifying. Um, uh, she says, my videos aren't directed to children, but I can still get fined 42,000 for marking my videos as meant for adults because it isn't mature enough because it can easily be mistaken. Mm -hmm. I'm heartbroken. YouTube was my dream. Yeah. Um, another user relax. Alex says basically Thanos snap YouTube. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I think honestly, when I've listened to a lot of these though, it sounds like you have a bunch of people that honestly, they've never dealt with this kind of thing. I think the gear and focus will be towards YouTube and making YouTube change their policies. Not the content creators. Correct. And yeah. it very well might be this whole entire thing where what YouTube's done, where it's like, look, if if it's, you know, child-based stuff, we will not allow you to monetize it because we're not going to take the risk that you are in violation. Because if you're in violation, they're going to say we're in violation. And then second, I would probably guess that... <laughs> they will have to come up with some form of audit process to check people to make sure that they're not misclassifying their videos. I think YouTube just wishes they can demonetize everything and just make it. But so, you know, I'll, I'll go online on YouTube and watch a trailer or something. And yeah. it says, type in your age. Yeah. Or yeah. it, or it simply asks, are you of age mm -hmm. or something like this? This is mature content. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they just put they'll that onto to, every video and just call it a day? Yeah. They will have to probably start doing that a lot more than what they are now. Um, 
you know. And you see in Steam, Dude. anytime you go to any page in the Steam store that has anything that is marked as a teen or mature, you have to put your birthday in to go in there or at least tell them this is how old I am, right? The reason this is a thing, dude, I was I was over the weekend I heard a news piece. I don't think we quite understand how many hours a day the world watches YouTube videos. Yes. It's either in almost uh, almost trillions or trillions of hours a day. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So they they are going to unfortunately tap it's into like it. there's too many videos to police. For God's sake! That, well, I mean, that's always been the hardest part. Like everyone, they still have a problem, and 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 it's not YouTube's fault. They can't. There's no. honestly not not much they can do about it. There, people are still sneaking in child pornography under yeah. certain codes and things like that. They YouTube uh, can't police that no matter how hard it. Or tries. it may take them a minute to get to it. Yeah. Whenever people are like very critical of these really high tech. Um, trafficking sites like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I often, I do point out like it takes a lot for me personally before I get enraged because I understand just how much is built around not so much a person going, I don't like this or I do like this, I approve of this or I don't approve of this, than it is an algorithm going, based on what I'm seeing right here, this is okay. Or this isn't okay. Or this has been given this risk number. So if someone flags it, automatically do this no matter what, because that's the base level we should do to be defensive to the company. Um, so, you know, and that's the part that sucks. Like YouTube, it can only do so much. Yeah, I agree. Or they could just hire China. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone in China just validates YouTube videos all day. (laughs) There's still Google, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made a Stadia. Yeah. Yeah, they're still owned by Google. Okay. But uh, I, I mean, thought you said, is there still instance, a Google? Like, <laughs> just, to, just to give them one more perspective, like even someone like Amazon, right? Like there are farms that all their job is for, is to go in for Cabbage. low. To go for low-level companies and write nice reviews. And Google has to figure out, or I'm sorry, Amazon has to figure out ways to weed that out so that products that are crap are not getting pushed up to the top of the pile. Yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff. Do you remember? Um, you made me think of something that's totally not related. But did you ever watch that movie Pure Country with George Strait? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a line by the old guy, and he said he talked about the little white speck on top of chicken poop and how it was still chicken poop. And I don't know why you made me think of that when you talked about weeding it out or whatever. What is that that's white funny. speck? What is that all? About? I don't know. He why said, but it's it still. He didn't say poop, by the way. Um, is it my turn or you got? Yeah, yeah. Go for Twitter. Um, Twitter. There was a direct message, right? Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna read it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you can find us at uh, Weekly Game Chat at on Twitter <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I want to start out with this. This was tweeted out by PlayStation UK. Um, and don't think about it. Just answer. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So all right, let's do this. Don't think about it. Just answer. Hashtag 25 years of play. First one. First PlayStation game. Don't think about it. Just answer. Final Fantasy Seven. John's out. I can't. I, I, I know. I, I already I, know what yours. Mine would be I NCAA can't. whatever year their PlayStation 2 was out. I know what your first PlayStation game was because I was there. NCAA like football. Yeah. Lords okay. of Shadow. Okay. Uh, first PlayStation console for me, PlayStation 2. I didn't, own a, I didn't own a one. The original PlayStation. Sweet. Favorite PlayStation game. <clears throat> Mine would be God of War, the most recent one. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh, I hate you so bad. It is. Oh. Uh, Ah, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, and favorite PlayStation console, mine will be PlayStation 4. 
Gotta go with the PS2. PS2 was solid. That was yeah. that was right there for me. Oh, the four. Okay, cool. Fun. Thanks, guys. That there was fun. We did it. Uh, we had some mentions this week. Um, well, actually, uh, this one, uh, I tweeted out, I hope everybody who celebrated had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and at Nacho, once again, said, hope you guys had a very fattening and very happy Thanksgiving. Now, stop yelling about at me about my Christmas music, Sean. Did I do that? You probably did. If I did, I I I love Christmas music, so I, I had to remember. Turn that. it down. Um, <laughs> let's see. I actually said uh, also it was rivalry rivalry week. Rivalry. Hardest yeah, thing. Rivalry week. In college Wevel football. I, asked, I I wanted to know who some folks had for us. Of course, it was hashtag Roll Tide and hashtag Go Dogs. Um, and oh, a friend Eight uh, Bit Opa said Tennessee. It's been a hard ten plus years. He also likes Arizona they did State. Take down uh, Vandy. He said he also goes for Arizona State and anyone playing against Bama, Florida, Arizona, or USC. That makes sense. So if that, he's a Tennessee fun. fan. Um, at the Mandalorian, the uh, we follow them by the way, guys, and they oh. follow us. Yeah. Wanted to let us know in case anybody hasn't seen it yet. Chapter four was out and streaming. It. It's amazing. Um, uh, and let's see it. We had a couple of things, and I'll put this out there in case you missed it. Um, I tweeted. That the aforementioned uh, Happy Thanksgiving, and there was a, a a gif of a Mike Tyson's Punch Out style um, pumpkin pie uh, fighting a pecan pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie all so the way. A lot of folks uh, had some thoughts on that, so I, I might even put a poll pecan on pie has too much uh has too much sugar. And you're talking about the direct message um, from at Marsh Sound, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so. Happy! Uh, this was from Mar Sound. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Happy Thanksgiving to you, of course. Yeah. Long time listener, first time writer. Long time writer. Hey. Um, hope y'all are enjoying the Turkey Day festivities this week. We did. I agree. I think we all did. Yeah. And you had uh, pumpkin pie, right? Of course. Instead of cheesecake, because we talked about it. Yeah. What kind of pie did you eat? I had chocolate pie, and um, a bite of lemon pie. Pumpkin, I think. All right. Uh, anyway, this isn't much of a thoughts and prayers piece as I thought I'd just share a little tune I've made in hopes of putting a smile on your lovely faces, looking at you, especially Sean. Uh, it's an older song and although not my usual style, it's been to my surprise, very well received in my live sets over the years. That's dope. Uh, so here it is. Hope you get a kick out of it and do it. Uh, and again, not looking Dude, to have this aired big. or anything. Um, but thought you might enjoy some Mario inspired beats. Um, although PS, although it came in a little late, not one to talk. John's review of Astral Chain really hit the nail on the head for me. Hey. He gave you one of these right here, which is an okay symbol. Thank you. Uh, keep them coming, guys. Cheers. I'm going to check that out. I haven't yet. I've been a little busy this week, but I, I love this kind of stuff. So anytime you've got anything, I think Chris will too. Um, this is awesome. Thanks for the direct message. I always get excited when those come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see if we got any new follows. I think we do. Yes. Um, at Big Kev's, um, at Big Kev Stay Grimy. Um, is a Niners and Giants and Warriors fan. Those are all out in San Francisco and California. Go Niners, even though we're 10 and 2. Um, not even 40%. Thank you for the follow, following you back. Uh, at LRW111986. Thank you for the follow, following you back. I'm just going to call you Logan. Um, and at Gears Reaper, a streamer and a YouTuber. Thank you for the follow, following you back. That's it for me. I do hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. You know, I thought about you speaking of uh, West Coast football last night. Because yeah. you know who the 12th man was last night? Who's that? Uh, for the Seahawks. 
Was it Sean yeah. Alexander? No, you oh. know, like oh. the guy before <laughs> the game talking? is a John Sill. Before the Seahawks always start the game, they have a flag that says 12 that they raise. And they usually have some big celebrity or like, you know, make a wish person come into it. This week, it was Dave Matthews did it. The and act- he was getting hype. The Dave Matthews? The Dave Matthews. He's a Seattle fan. Yeah, because I think he lives out there. He might, Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, He's obviously not from there. No, he's from Virginia or South well, Africa. South Africa and Virginia. Yeah. And then he now yeah. lives out that way. So, very cool. Thanks for everything this week, guys. I know you guys were, uh, you know, busy with festivities and stuff. So, it's always good to hear from you. Mm. Keep them coming. On Twitter, emails, all that stuff. Chris will tell you. Yes. Um, quit rubbing John, Chris. Do your no, part. Close what, the what, show. What, what? Don't quit. <laughs> Don't quit. Uh, this has been episode of Weekly Games Chat. I can't remember. I think it's 233. And I your think. keyboard's over there, and we we just won't know. You're just dropping the ball. I just don't. It's fine. I'm good. It's <laughs> just fine. shut it down. It's fine. Where Who knows? It? Who knows, dude? Oh, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even know where to get to it. Should it's I, fine. Should I start putting the number on the show notes? It's at least 230-something. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah, it's 230-something. I want to say four or five. I want to say 33. I think that's right. Okay. I'm a little off. I'm from but the future. It, it, could you, be 30, it, it could be 34. Um, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast service you use, and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday, no matter what. No matter what, except for the last week of the year. That's always kind of like, you know, the one week we always are off, right? But you get really cool music from video games. That's the week before. That's your Christmas treat. Oh, um, yeah, and then we're off. Yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Sean. We have a, it sure is. We have a fan that wanted to give away... Um, we had a fan that wanted to give out. away uh, a GameStop card. I need to reach out to him again. I, I meant to do it this week, but the holiday got off my mind. But give it away, give it away, give, give it away, away now. But if if he was going to do a giveaway or we were going to whatever, um, folks, write in on Twitter or Discord or wherever and, and let us know what you think would be a cool idea. Like, do we just have you all post and go, me? <laughs> or, you know... <laughs> Or do we just put the code out and kind of do a Sean where, like, for four times he's like, it's coming in two and then minutes. Work happened, and, then, and then it's <laughs> coming again, guys. I feel like you should have just handed that off to me. Like, I can't do this right yeah. now. Yeah. But hey, we got it to somebody and they enjoyed yeah, it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we, we but if you have some out. ideas and I need to reach out to that person again this week, that's, hey, that's my let's, goal. Let's get the ideas in for next week's show. There you go. And we'll figure out well, the culminative. Because um, usually ideas. we ask people, like, hey, say this. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll come up with something, and by next week we'll have a, a way for you to win. Yeah, and I think what on the seventeenth we're going to try to give it away. Or probably, the yeah, it'll probably be the seventeenth, which will be our um, our last real. It'll be our happy and merry Christmas gift. Yeah, or just gift if you don't celebrate that to you. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it on the twenty fourth. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that's the eve of baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> As always, uh, if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, you can do so by writing us to weeklygameschat.gmail.com or hitting us up on the Twitter. You could try Facebook if you want. Um, but we're back on MySpace, so have fun. <laughs> we're going to Friendster next year. Um, and if you want to check out the wonderful community we have, make sure you hop over to our Discord. Just playing people out there always talking about many things. It really is just a thriving community. It's I'm having conversations about 
what? Watchmen and people are right. saying things about Star Wars and Punkhead's a jerk about Alabama football to me. It's and funny. I remind him that he roots for teams on the West Coast, which means they don't know what football is. Except for the 49ers. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> uh, but besides that, I will simply say until next time, make sure you check out the HP Video Game Podcast Network shows if you don't, uh, if you are looking for something else in video games to listen to. And game on, Sean. Oh, it was my turn. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Hey, welcome yeah, back. Thanks for game coming on, back. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. We should see if we can get someone else on next week. That'd be hilarious. Like, give them the day off on purpose just so we can keep passion for we'll not being We'll bring Brad here. in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I would love to have Brad on. that note. Uh, your mom's back! I went like this. Before I say peace out, everybody, I want to know what uh, um, on that meot is. Um, meot? <laughs> uh, seriously, peace out, everybody. Doug left.